0: stories here to tell feed the fire merry meat dare to more than dabble all are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble
1: bonfire babble welcome to the bonfire exploring magic with two modern witches i'm Corey and i'm Detta. hi everybody hello <laughs> we are back at it again yes yes
0: we are recording on November 6th, everybody. Yes. So we still don't know the outcome for Americans, Americans, uh, <laughs> for whatever happened in the election. So, so yeah. this is
1: coming out the 15th? I believe so. And so we will not know the vibe because no. as good as we are at divination, we're not that good.
0: Well, actually, I think I am. So, <laughs> I'm so not. I think we won. And I, when I say we, I mean I think the blue won, and we are still in control of the Senate. That is what I, my hope would be. However, I think we've I,
1: put our finger in the dike of absolute ruin. There
0: we, there <laughs> we go. And no matter what, it's going to be, you know,
1: yeah,
0: tumultuous. No matter who wins.
1: I also just realized a lot of our listeners are probably younger than me. If you don't know what what a dike is, and I don't mean like <laughs> a lesbian, I mean like. It's it's like a dam. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a story. It's a hole in the dam. There's a story about a little mm-hmm. boy who tried to stop a leak in a dam by putting his finger in it. And so yeah. the little boy put his finger in that. Anyway, I just realized oh, I used that phrase. Maybe a metaphor. I used that phrase like everybody knows that phrase. That's good of you. Thanks. Because
0: you know what? I love the word dyke it's as, fun. as in for a lesbian. <laughs> and I reclaim that word and take it back and. You know, I fuck bought the people who try to use it. <laughs> I have boots that I've bought because I'm like, these are my big dikey stomping That's boots. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'm married to a beautiful dike. Beautiful, gorgeous, handsome dyke. I love her so much. I love Tam. Yeah, she's pretty swell. Anyway Okay, that was not gonna be our babble. Anyway, but the story of the finger in
1: the dike is about a dam and yeah. trying to stop it from leaking. Yeah, she wasn't so.
0: being you know I
1: wasn't being saucy. <laughs> saucy. I was not I was not playing blue. She'll tell you when she's doing that. You'll know. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about my breakfast.
0: <laughs> Her breakfast back on November. 6th. More than
1: anything, I want to talk about the breakfast Please I made do. today. I we had stuff in the in the fridge that we had to use. We had a head of cabbage. We got a lot of onions. We got eggs. We got stuff. Right. I didn't have the stuff to make shakshuka, but I was like, I could make something that's like a shakshuka. <laughs> so i made like an irish coal cannon shakshuka without without potatoes so i sauteed up some onions and some cabbage and curry powder and other spices that were like warm and yummy oh it sounds so good and it smelled like heaven i bet it did and i'm still full like it was very 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 nourishing and very good and nutritious and yummy I made little wells and steamed the eggs in the little wells, and it had toast. It was so good. But the reason I bring it up is not just to brag, because it's delicious, and I will put a picture in the Discord so that you can all see it, but (laughs) I used it as an intuition practice on accident. Oh, wow. I I picked the ingredients, the spices, with, you know, I just grab stuff and threw it in that I thought would be good and I measured with my heart (laughs) as I am wont to do and I my heart my head was like you should put another onion in there and my gut was like don't do that don't do that that's too much onion and my head was like do it do it do it do it do it and my gut was like stop it (laughs) shut up it will hurt it will not be good it will ruin the balance of the dish and so I went with my gut instead of my head. <laughs> and it was perfect. And mm. it is it was very clear when I was eating it that like another onion would have ruined it. Yeah. And that's what we mean when we talk about mundane stuff being magical. Yeah. That it, was an
0: intuition practice for me. That was an intuition practice. With very real consequences. Yes. <laughs> and you may have even higher steaks or higher magical steaks than that, but that one actually feels pretty
1: high. Yeah, because if it's I had ruined ouch. breakfast, I'd have been pissed. Yeah. It smelled so oh, good. It did. I could hear mom in the living room the whole time, hey, that smells really good, because I didn't tell her what I was making. You know, every
0: single time that Tammy and I, garlic and onions, mm-hmm. we yell out, what
1: are you making in there? It's just the
0: garlic, just and, garlic the and the onions. It smells so good. I love garlic and onions. I
1: made chicken and dumplings the other night. And I was doing the mirepoix with, the, you know, the celery and the carrot and the onion. And my mom just goes, what are you making in there? And I was like, it's not even the food yet. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's just it's the mirepoix. Mire. Oh, so good. Oh. So good.
0: I have just a very little babble. Let me, Because let me I can't say too much about it. But tell me, tell me, tell me. Two of my daughters are getting married this, in 2023. One of them had her dress fitting yesterday. <gasps> oh my gosh, both of my n- new to be son in laws are the kind of men I wish the entire world had. They are. I love them both so much. <laughs> anyway, he, she, she's still dealing with body stuff. Oh, sure. And during when he knew she was going to be there, he texted her and said, You're perfect the way you are. I just want you to know that. And I hope you're having fun. And I want you to know that I love all the parts that you think are ugly and bad. Love you. Have fun. And I was just like, I am. And I did. I cried. I cried like almost the entire time anyway. She looked so beautiful. It was so much fun. That's so It was so much fun. There was a private room and she did all that stuff. And I and I thought to myself, where is the feminist in me? I said, well, this is the feminist in me, Mm -hmm. because guess what? We have the right to choose this.
1: It doesn't matter how you express femininity. Exactly. It's that you have the right to choose to express yes. however you'd like.
0: Or not. And guess what or she's not. wearing underneath her dress? Combat boots?
1: Yes! I wore I wore my Doc Martens <laughs> underneath my wedding dress. Is that right? Yeah.
0: yeah. she brought them. She's wearing combat boots. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> or they're paintball boots. But yeah. I have a lot of friends who wore like Converse mm-hmm. under their dresses. Yeah. It's Nobody sees like, your feet. Yeah, well, they
0: could, but
1: well, if no. they're paying attention to your feet, yeah, they they should them be. in the shins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful and love lovely, that. and it was a great experience. And just heard that she's marrying a guy, but we walked in and they had a huge gay pride set up and said. Everyone is welcome here, Aww. and and it was just gorgeous. And the person that helped us out was just a gem and a half. It was really cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so that's all my babble. Just it's talking babble. about my personal life there a little. Oh bit. yeah, because
1: I never do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, me either. Me. Either. I literally opened with, "I want to talk about my breakfast." <laughs> so,
0: well, that's all the babble I have. That's all the babble, and it's not really magical related. I,
1: I guess. think it is. I guess it is. Well,
0: of course, yours
1: was. Yeah, no, I think well, mine yours is, too. is. Yes, you're absolutely do you right. Because you know what he sent her? An affirmation. <sighs> he did. And that was magical. So... And I bet you it lifted her spirits immensely.
0: Oh, it did. She, she was so nervous about it. That's and she magic, had baby. so much fun. So, that's magic, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool.
1: We're going to uh, talk about trees today. We are. And wood. <sighs> this is Elements of Ritual, friends. Elements of Ritual. We love it. We have a lot to talk about, but it's mostly bonfire stuff, but we're going to take a quick little detour through the library. Yeah, we are. You want to? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, last week we did new patrons and we haven't been to the future yet about new patrons even <laughs> <laughs> but we also have some new reviews that i just want to shout people out they fully made me cry i totally did we really appreciate you taking the time and we to go read in. all of them we do
1: i only read them because Detta send sent them to me but she, d- she doesn't have i don't have apple yeah but we're gonna
0: take just a moment and say thank you and and read them and i will try not to cry uh the first one enchanting dynamic duo witchy perfection by crazy diamond one three five seven i listened to quite a few witchy podcasts and i gotta say this is possibly my favorite mm. Corey and Detta are just so freaking fantastic uh this is also i'm just gonna stop for a moment i mean, <laughs> this is also a practice for me in taking a compliment mm-hmm. <laughs> and saying thank you thank you not oh sorry. okay so Detta, uh, Corey and Detta are just so freaking fantastic. They both exude genuine passion and authenticity while offering two very different, perfectly imperfect, silly personalities that I love to hear babble. Bonfire babble makes me feel comfy, like I'm amongst my friends camping or something, and is incredibly informative. Thanks so much to these two lovely ladies for being you, and please never stop babbling. Heart, 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 heart. Thank you
1: so much, Diamond. this means a lot. It really does. This one is from somebody named Meggles. It's very sweet. It says, this is my new favorite podcast. Catch me going through listening to all of it. Feels like hanging out with your witchy friends. <laughs> That's what we want for you is to feel like you're with friends. We do. And this other one is from our dear friend Maya. As a queer witch, this is the perfect podcast for me. Corey and Detta are so entertaining and share so much valuable knowledge. Corey and Detta, if you are reading this, we, we are. are. <laughs> thank you so much for making these episodes. This podcast truly brings me so much joy, and I always look forward to listening.
0: We look forward to you listening. Yeah. And thank you for joining the and Patreon. Thank you for joining our
1: Patreon.
0: Now we're going to do some library stuff about trees, but we love you and appreciate you all. Yes. Everyone. Even, even if you don't have time to write a review, we love you too. So thank you so much.
1: I also saw that on Spotify we have 4.9 out of 5 stars. That's humongous. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah,
0: thank you, everybody. And if, you, if you're one of the ones that dip that down and you care enough, let us know let what us you know want to see. would like more of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Trees. Trees. Trees, they're important. And Most árboles. <laughs> ritual of element. So, Element elements. of ritual? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> elements of ritual. There are many, many, many different ways that you can use trees without hurting them, by the way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in your ritual. I'm going to tell you first in the library just a little bit about some trees and some of their correspondences. Cool we would, just like the chocolate episode, (laughs) chocolate episode, would be here all day if I shared with you everything. And plus, a lot of the stuff I'm going to share with you in the library is stuff that you can now get in books, on the internet, and all of that. I compiled this from my book of shadows. I double-checked some stuff with some websites, some of which I agreed with, some of which I didn't. Mm -hmm. I wish I could remember what book I got this from, but I, I was not as good of a record keeper back in 1998 as I am now. There's also this newfangled thing called the internet. And you will find a lot of conflicting information about this nowadays. You will also find a lot more trees that are considered Celtic trees. We just don't have the time to cover oh. them all or even cover all of the ones that I absolutely love and work with. And I don't think I told you yet. I'm going to talk to you about the Celtic tree system which is based on the Ogham alphabet, so they say. Oh, but it's not quite true. But I'm still going to talk about the Celtic trees because that's where I started and what I knew when I first started and I love the trees and the associations and so I'm really familiar with them. The problem is is that Robert White, who also write wrote the White Goddess, he didn't do his research well enough and he's a little bit misogynist <laughs> and he's uh and he didn't really know the ogam and so not
1: exactly a banger no 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 okay. no
0: some of it he happened to get right though because it's validated in other resources none of which he claimed or attributed to but not all of it his stuff is right so this is not his stuff but I want you to know that in case you ever look up like the Celtic trees calendar or whatever that is. That's all him. And it's, it's not based on lore, which is, again, as we say on the podcast, no big deal as long as you know it. And as long as you still do your research about it and know what's going on. But the reason that I bring it up and... Is because his book, which I have read a long, long time ago, is just he's just a misogynist. So just be aware of that if you go down that road to check him out. Oak, and it's Irish and Scottish, and its bark is used for healing very much in the same way the willow tree is. Also one of my favorite trees. And the correspondence for this tree is often the door to the three worlds. That's what's talked about. As far as correspondences, that's one of them. It's for genuine Shaw people. The reason that they call it the door to the other, to the three other worlds, is because the word for oak is dur, and that comes from the Sanskrit word dur, and it means doorway. If you want to go down an absolutely fabulous path, Google dur and what it means. It's totally fun. The Sanskrit word dur became a symbol for magic users as a way for the shaman to access the other world. And when we talk about shaman, shah people, shaw woman in this one, we are talking about the Druid shaw people, the Celtic shah people. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know Celtic, it has a large geographical place. were everywhere. They were. One would say almost that they were colonizers oh, <laughs> in, a, in a way. One could say. Yeah, one could say that. I mean, I, I, they, I would yeah. say. Would you say? I would say that. And they were in Scotland and Wales and Ireland. And that's where most of the this tree lore comes from. I did not say that very well because I don't have it written very well. I didn't copy it very well from my Book of Shadows. So I hope it made sense. Oh, I wanted to say a side note too because sure. Sanskrit came up. Again, thanks to Jim, Divine Hand Jim. So Divine Hand Jim and I took a car trip together this week. We went up and saw another friend of ours that lives in Bellingham, actually. It was really, really fun. And so we talked a lot of magic stuff on the way there and on the way back. And one of the things that he told me, and I think you've mentioned this before, but I didn't remember, is the etymology of the word man. Have you talked about that before? Maybe. So the etymology of the word man is from, because it's a Sanskrit word, that's where it came from for all of us, Roman and all that good stuff. It used to just mean human, and then there were qualifiers Mm. about when it was a man, when it was a woman, when it was an adult, when it was neither. Mm. And it just was, so it was something man. So man did not used to mean man. It meant human. So that's why there, we say mankind. Yeah. And so it you, there, I think theirs, if I'm remembering correctly, was were man, mm. not werewolf, <laughs> were man, <laughs> which is where werewolf comes from because it was human and wolf, one that transformed and, you know, yeah. The, yeah. So anyway, it was just fascinating to me. And that's as far down the rabbit hole i will go on that and i'll i've decided to start a new thing for the scribes called the rabbit hole <laughs> instead of the grab bag and i'll tell you the rest of what i found out about that on patreon so correspondences for the oak this is the longest one and i'm going to tell you why when we get out to the bonfire is the fire the sun the bird wren The color black white carnelian moonstones It was used as far as we can surmise as a Yule log once upon a time. Mm -hmm. And the Druids talk about that. And of course, there's the Oak King and the Holly King, and they duke it out every winter and summer solstice on this peacefully agreed ritual where they do a peaceful exchange of power. One of them dies for six months and one of them lives for six months. Other gods, there's such a huge long list, but I'm just going to shout out Dagda, Janus, Jupiter, and Thor. Okay, any questions so far? Okay, I'm going to try not to talk too fast, but there's a lot to get through, and I want to get to the bonfire. (laughs) That's the longest one that I wrote down. There's the ash, or mountain ash, or rowan, and I love them. I'm going to try to grow one. I actually ordered the seeds. They're here. Really well known in Scottish folklore, and the Irish thought it was sacred, and I don't know why hawthorn isn't there. So they wouldn't cut anything from it. There are a couple of trees like that. Apple, the witch's tree. We've talked about that a lot on so the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it's on previous episodes. So go check that out if you want to know more apple tree knowledge. Hazel, W.B. Yeats, the Irish poet and founder, one of the founders of the Golden Dawn, which is you know, Wicca-y stuff. He was, a, he was a good one, though.
1: I didn't know that he did that. Yeah,
0: he did. Well, they were really secret. It's the other guy. I
1: feel Hark- like I that, knew that, yeah. but I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Do yeah. You know I mean? No, I do know exactly what you mean. It's, it was yeah. in there somewhere rattling around, but yeah. Still it, gets lost. Yeah. <laughs> he thought that the hazel was the tree of life, oh. that that's what it used to be. And I guess it kind of looks like it. And if you're looking for the sources of why he thought that, it's in the Taliesin which is also where you'll find a ton of information about the Morgan. Well, there you go. So, all, uh, Then the next one is hazel, and it turns from white to red, sometimes purple, and it's used for finding illness. They make dousing rods out of it, and, among other things, but the biggest is diagnosing disease. Mm. Elder, known as the fairy tree. I just planted an elderberry bush this year, and I hope it does well, and I've thought for years and that you never, ever cut the elder tree for use in a wand, which is ironic because of a certain children's book that we all know. (laughs) And if you can find a branch, you still need to be careful and not use it for that. And there's a saying that goes with it, but it's Wiccan. And so not everybody believes that. There you go. There you go. And then the last one is you.
1: Is so sorry. No, please don't be. Is elder the elder tree, elderberry the same thing as the elder flower? So
0: I've done research on that. There are a lot of different varieties of elderberry trees and elder trees, and they're part of the same family, the Sambuca family species. But when they talk about elder flower, I'm not exactly sure what species they're talking about, where they're getting that flower. Does that make? sense?
1: Since because I know elderberries are fine and yeah. delicious, yeah, but are. I know that elderflower Saint Germain's elderflower liqueur oh, wow.
0: is, is uh, tastes
1: like what uh, fairies drink.
0: Gosh, I am hungry and want to drink tonight after these. T- <laughs> <laughs> okay, you is an evergreen and its berries are poisonous, and you can find them in graveyards. They are absolutely Hades tree, underworld trees, underworld trees, and on that note. And now we're done with the Celtic trees. The others that are for the underworld are the cypress and the sycamore and the white poplar.
1: And the pomegranate tree.
0: And the pomegranate tree. And they're all associated with death and everlasting life. Not just one, but both. The cypress, especially uh, for the Hades myth and folklore, is really big on that. That's library. The only thing that's curious to me about this is because... The Hawthorne is so sacred in Irish folklore. Mm-hmm. It's not on the list. And Interesting. I know. And I love all these trees. You'd think
1: it would be on the list. Yeah, you would
0: think. I will close with, remember there are a lot more trees that Irish witchcraft consider Celtic trees? And remember what I said about Robert White and lastly, I just will recap very quickly the seven that we just went over, knowing that there are so much more. Hawthorne, one of my favorite, that got left out of this particular iteration of what somebody considered the Celtic trees back in 1998 when I found this. The oak, the ash, the apple, the hazel, the alder, the elder, the yew. That's it. You want to head to the bonfire? I would love that. Let's do it.
1: I want hot chocolate. I want oh. hocho. I want I want soup. Yeah.
0: Oh, soup. See, we've moved away from s'more season, and oh, now soup. we're into hot chocolate and soup season.
1: I've made we've made two delicious soups in our house the last yeah. week. Oh, what my what mom are they? made a stew out of a pot roast, and I made my chicken and dumpling soup.
0: That's amazing. Okay, but we're talking about trees still. Oh yeah, so, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> so Corey. Yes, I. Uh, Corey didn't have any library today, so she's gonna go first at the bonfire. I want to tell you
1: what my favorite types of wood to use are. Please, my favorite types of wood are driftwood oh. and aspen wood. Really? Yes. And oh, Listen, Khaleesi has been here. If you don't like that, I like aspen trees. You and I are gonna have to fight. I think she was she was saying no. I like that too. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at the kisses. Bo. <laughs> okay. Sorry, cats. The reason I like these trees are the fact that I like the journey that driftwood has been on. Mm-hmm.
0: I uh, think that driftwood such comes a great
1: story. I think that driftwood comes with a lot of like oomph because it's been ar- it's been around, like it's been tossed around. It's been made sort of smooth and soft by the pummeling of the waves, and it's got the salt in it, and it's just like. I love driftwood. Mm. I went on a fun little date up to Edmonds uh, a little while back this summer, and we picked up some driftwood, and it's just, like, like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, and it feels like a
0: snowflake to me, like, no two are the same. No two are the
1: same, (laughs) and, like, it's very easy for me to be on a beach and for me to see a piece of wood and for that piece of wood to be like, take me home with you, and You know, I could be like, that's just my brain saying, hey, shiny thing, even though it's not shiny. But I think it's because driftwood wants to be used. Mm -hmm. And I love to use it because it's also probably like, please take me home. (laughs) It's so hard out here. (laughs) And I can relate to that. I like to use it for wands. I like to use it to stabilize my plants because sometimes I have plants that get really top heavy. And if I stick a like a driftwood stick in there, it's not something for them to cling to. And I like to use aspen wood, particularly the bark. Aspen trees have eyes. And I know that they're not actually eyes, but the story is important to me. And I feel like aspen trees have seen things in a way other trees have not. Oh, wow. Like other trees obviously absorb information. Mm -hmm. But I feel like aspen trees are like Google Earth, baby. They're always watching. (laughs) They're always watching. They're looking, they're intaking information, they're discerning in a way that I like I've anthropomorphized them, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But they I they feel discerning to me. And I like to use the bark to wrap herbs for burning. I like to use um the little branches. They're very um swishy because they're thin, you know? And I try to only take ones that have already fallen. I try not to take them from the tree. Yeah. But occasionally there will be a piece of aspen bark that's like almost completely fallen off. Yep. And I'll just grab it up. Another thing I really love about aspen trees is the way that they propagate. How they do they propagate? propagate. I don't know. They propagate in a way that is called cloning, which basically means a whole forest of aspen could be one or two organisms.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I love that as a story because it's all about interconnectivity yeah and i fucking love that and um that is you know that's my little it's my little bit about aspen trees i love them for that reason too Mm,
0: i love them all if you head to, if you're in Seattle area and you head to what we used to call a yellow slide park, which is uh, no longer has a yellow slide, but it's Matthews Beach, <laughs> they have in, in the back area all these beautiful.
1: I didn't know trees that. Take me that there.
0: Peel. All the time. Take me there. And they're red and beautiful. Take me there. I will. I will. We should do that. You know, we keep saying we're gonna do stuff together outside and we get so busy. We're gonna do that one. We're gonna do that. Take you.
1: It's gonna be great. (laughs) Uh, but there are also like other ways to use trees other than just Mm ones or like using their bark to wrap things, which is I think fun. There are some trees that get grated to make incense. I watch videos about that. Dragon's Blood? Yep. Yep. Watching that very quiet woman quietly scrape from her big giant log Mm -hmm. and then put it in, like, smooth the white sand in her incense burner and put the stencil down and pour the grated. It's so soothing to watch. It is. It's not a thing I would ever, like, do myself because I don't know how to source that in a way that is ethical. It is one of those other things that I talked about on the last
0: episode when you start to research and dig deeper uh, it, that kind of infuriates me that it's been over
1: over harvested over
0: harvested yeah. so and they take a long time They're before they can so... become dragons blood. I think it's 20 years yeah. and you never take down the whole tree but well some people are and that's the problem and that's the problem yeah so just make sure it's ethically sourced because it can be ethically sourced
1: but some other ways to use wood Mm-hmm. in your magic you can use them for making broom for making wands yes that is very good at this very prolific with her wand making uh you can use it for talismans poppets charms it can be carved it can be burned it can be painted on it can be uh, bent and shaped if you use like heat and water mm-hmm. and you you can use wood for so many things. Yeah. My favorite aspect of using wood is that it does burn. I like to do wood burning, mm-hmm. where it's like putting designs onto wood. That's my favorite way to use wood in ritual. But I also like to carve things into small pieces of wood. Yeah. And then burn them into like nothingness, mm-hmm. into my fire pit. And you can do that with
0: different types of trees for different intentions yeah. if you can find and there y'all there are so many branches that you can find and just by the way again if you're in Seattle so check with your local municipality if there are branches on the ground you are allowed to pick them up and take them home and that's not necessarily true in federal yeah. land so just check out your city ordinance check i out. i called Seattle <laughs> to make sure it was okay. And they were like, oh, you can't take, you can't take trees out. And I went, no, no, no. I'm Not talking trees. about the branches. I would never cut anything off. No. The... Oh, if they're down, yes. But if they're on the tree at all, even if they're just hanging,
1: just stay away from it. And I said, absolutely. Terrific That's great. News. Yeah. I think it has to do with uh, what Jim called my lava hands. Mm-hmm. That for me, the interaction that speaks to me the most when it comes to wood is with fire.
0: fire.
1: Yeah. That's how I use. That's how I use wood in my ritual.
0: The other way I use wood, I used to buy it and just kind of try to feel out the energy of the wood is bark in gardening.
1: Oh, like beauty bark?
0: Yeah. Well, yes and no. (laughs) Uh, so, I have a, a pile and I just bought a wood chipper. Did and, you? Yeah. And the pile is from our trees that, when they're pruned, I keep the wood and I make wands and I make little witches that I, uh, witch brooms, little tiny ones that I can burn in ritual uh, that have specific intentions. I want one. I. I I have one for you. I just don't know where in this. I'm still transitioning, you all. I don't know where it is. Every here. time I come here, it's a little bit different. It is. It's true. But I like. But I got this wood chipper so that I could get them small enough to put in my garden. Mm. I can do some garden magic with this wood that I'm bringing, and also because it's on my land. When I do this, it's the land spirits going back to the land spirits, and they just all get to stay with each other and our family, you know, and I, love, I just that. love that.
1: I love that. I do, too. I feel like I have an opportunity that I need to take better advantage of. Okay. In that we have huge fucking mongoose trees on our property. Yeah. And they drop branches like yeah. crazy.
0: And if you don't want to use them, let me know. Okay.
1: <laughs> Come over, babe. Like, I Yeah. I just swept a humongous pile of small branches <gasps> off my porch. Oh, you should
0: burn them. Don't you have a a fire? Yeah. You should. Uh, are they the kind? You might have to save them for you. They're pretty wet. Yeah. So what I do, everybody, for, for stuff for the bonfire, uh, our bonfire, is that we have a one of those plastic things yeah. that you get at Home Depot. And I usually leave them out. Underneath something where they're not going to decay or where the mold's not going to be underneath the plastic. Sure. And on a good couple dry days, whenever that is, sometimes it's in the middle of winter, but usually it's in the summer. And then I put them in that big thing out there. Hmm. And I'm actually building something right outside this back door that is going to be a shelter for the wood that I use. I think so. that to
1: honor my land spirits this year, particularly around Yule time, yeah. I'm going to take some of those fallen branches and make some talismans to hang around the property. That's brilliant. But And they will appreciate that yeah. because they get to stay on the land. Yeah. I've been ad- attached
0: to trees before I claimed I was a witch because I didn't know it. And the tree... I'm going to try not to get emotional. You can get emotional if you want. I cry on the show all the time. Uh, Let me start with It's All Relative and then I'll get into my childhood just a little bit and then I promise Corey's going to talk again. (laughs) Am I? I don't know if I have anything else to say. You have one other thing I thought. Do I? I thought you did. Nope. Nope. Never mind. So, So there's a short story called It's All Relative by Ursula Le Guin and It's only seven pages long, and it's a really, really great read. And for all of us here in the Northwest, it's a local story, because she wrote it about an actual live tree that at the time was living beside a highway, um, beside Highway 18 near McMinnville, Oregon. And I have been trying to find out what the tree is and if it's still alive and if it's still there. Be- and if you don't know who Ursula Le Guin is, she, if, in case you don't know who she is, she is a speculative fiction writer and she has written some amazing speculative fiction.
1: I don't know what that means. A speculative
0: fiction is futuristic writing that is not necessarily sci-fi, but it can be about how the world will look or has looked oh. in the past. So she writes this story, those that walk away from...
1: So Fahrenheit 451 is speculative fiction. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes,
0: absolutely. It's one of my favorite books of all time, by the way. Yeah, it's a great one. Ray Bradbury. Tammy Metam. Picture Shut with him. Shut so up. Did I. So did I. He came up. We did the musical, Fahrenheit 451, and it was rarely done, so He came. Which ending got a picture. do you like better? Uh, I don't know. There's two endings. I don't know. We'll talk about it
1: later. Okay, yeah. So it's speculative fiction. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. From the narrative, there's an old oak tree that we hear about, and it's growing bigger and smaller for the service of humans, you know, so that they, they think that they're really, really big, and how when humans were walking... It was a lot slower life and a more peaceful life. And then horses and carriages came and they had to grow big a little bit faster and then down to, you know, their regular size. And then horses and carriages to modern day cars and the effect that all of what we're doing is affecting the tree mm. and what the tree has to do and all the work it has to do. Now it has a lot less time to rest because of how fast we humans move. and Science shows that our perceptions are different uh, from size and color to trees. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And there's this incident. And I don't want to spoil it for you, especially since it's only seven pages long. I really want you to go read it. It changes the life of the tree and one particular other being like forever. But really, it's the tree. And it is mind shifting Mm -hmm. when you hear this. And the tree Telling us it's narrative of this incident that happens that you hear about at the end of the story.
1: What's the story called? It's called
0: "It's All Relative."
1: It's all relative
0: by Ursula Le Guin, and it is in the Wind's Twelve Quarters anthology for sure. But I'm sure it's in other ones and other publications. So the reason that I find this so Important is because you become the tree and you see life from the tree's perspective. And we were talking earlier about the cube. We've been talking about that the last couple of times on the, epi- on the podcast. And the cube is not binary, Mm-mm. nor is our world, and we make it binary. And I, too, anthropor- anthropomorphize <laughs> It's a big chewy uh, anthropomorphize word. Anthropomorphize trees and lots of things, which is why I have a hard time eating sometimes. I've given
1: my air fryer a personality. Like, yeah. it's a problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's it, fine. You know, and so that, that happens. so this is how this helps your magic. Mm. When you are able to step into somebody else's perspective of magic... Your magic extends. Mm. This is a higher magic that I'm talking about, everyone. Yes, it's the meditation-y thing. It's spending time in the forest or spending time mm. with your air fryer. I'm not kidding. God, I love that air fryer. Yeah, I mean seriously, you can because that's metal, and that metal came from the ground, and that there's electricity
1: going through. It also which is helps energy. me transform things yes. so I can eat them. Yes, and I know I made kale chips—they're very good. <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay.
0: I am not a kale fan. I am not all. either, unless it is cooked oh. somehow. So I think taking that different perspective is one of the biggest lessons this story can give us, but that trees, but not just trees can give us.
1: Makes me think of the giving tree.
0: Yeah, which I hate that story. It's a terrible story. It's a terrible, awful story. And it doesn't have to be that. Somebody's rewritten it. Oh, gosh, what
1: is it? I mean, it's. I think it's an important story, but I think it's fucking infuriating. We don't have to do that to trees. No. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's that's not about s- trees. It's about people. I but know, and
0: and I know. I, never mind. We I shouldn't have do rather that hold. to people either. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't.
1: It's about your parents. It's yeah. what it's about. <laughs>
0: Well, as, as a kid, I climbed trees and I spoke to trees. And that's what I was talking about earlier, that I was going to go back to my childhood yes. for, here for just a moment. And I hung out in my, these trees, supposedly, with my imaginary friend, Hassie, who I have no memory of. Her name is Hassie. Yeah. Oh. And I, I have no memory of it, but my mom does. And she has notes in my book about it, my baby. I had this imaginary friend from the moment I could start to speak. And it was the third or fourth word I said was Hassie. My mom thinks it was probably meant to be another name. So and yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. And as a as a kid, there was this one oak tree that I used to climb all the time, way too high, and sit in all the time. And I remember as a kid, not Hassie, but the oak tree talking to me and telling me things and telling me important things. And telling me things about social justice that now I realize are social justice things Mm -hmm. and telling me about me and how important I was and telling me how much it loved me in a time that I really, really needed it and cradled me. And I swear to goodness, I had dreams or something about this tree just engulfing me in winter and in spring and in summer, just like its branches holding on to me. I loved that tree so much and maybe I would, the tree was hassy. Yeah, you never know. You never. I. I mean, maybe I'll know when I die. Who knows? Who knows? But that is where the magic of trees started for me, and that never went away. Hmm. I just thought that I was different, and that I was there was something wrong with me. It's a lot of stuff that we all feel when we realize there's more that we aren't being taught about our world because so many people don't accept it and and some people are in other cultures and maybe even in the U.S. okay moving on when we're talking about trees and elements of ritual trees are wonderful use in their form that they are that you don't have to do anything to except visit and maybe put
1: your hand on yeah
0: or sit against it
1: you know, you're, lean
0: your back against it.
1: I like to tell trees how pretty they look.
0: Yeah. Oh, I talk to them all the time. There's
1: a tree up by the school. Little, it's really close to me. Yeah. And every time I walk by it, I'm like, you're looking great today. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like gnarled, mm-hmm. awesome, like knotty oh, trunk. That. It's so pretty. Yeah. And it,
0: I'm sure they appreciate hearing yeah. that. Because they are sentient, y'all. I mean, which is They're why. listening. They are listening. And they are ancient. And they've been here a hell of a lot longer than any of us. Yeah. And those redwoods the down ragameless. there, they've really been here a long time. The other thing, too, is my knowledge about trees is mostly European and North American-based. Uh, and I want to expand this once I finish herbal school study. But I don't have the time right now. But it's definitely, definitely on my list to do i
1: want to go see the cherry blossoms someday
0: oh in washington dc no in japan oh in (laughs) because there are several
1: well there's one here at washington oh yeah and it's gorgeous university of washington yeah which is beautiful and i've seen them and they're gorgeous but i want to go see them in japan yeah that would be
0: amazing
1: yeah
0: i and cherry's one of my favorite trees one of my absolute favorites. I love a plum tree. Yeah.
1: If you sniff the trunk of a plum tree, oh. you'll look a little bit like an, you know, like you're bonkers, but what? it will smell like plums.
0: Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. Back to the oak for just a moment. It's going extinct here in the United States. No. Yeah. There are a couple of trees that are going extinct, but the oak is one of them. There are a ton of people trying to repopulate them, especially down in Oregon right now. But we as, colonizers came in and took them all down and they were I mean and really had a hard time then disease hit and then they kept getting used in a way that was not sustainable and they were sacred to the indigenous people of North America and and it's so there's a whole movement if you want to get involved and if you have land at all that you can save the oak tree mm -hmm, and talk to your city about it if you want to about planting them it's a little bit harder for them as well as Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what other tree is really in trouble right now that gets the blight and disease. It'll come to me at some point. And those are harder to replant because they are still getting sick and they can spread it to other trees. So mm. we might just lose it completely.
1: That makes me sad. Yeah.
0: And, and, uh, yeah. And, and I won't continue down that rabbit hole, but it makes me very angry. One of the things that I wanted to share about magic, other than the stuff that you already mentioned, wands and brooms and stuff like that, is the higher magic part of the tree. And so I'm going to share with you as best I can, the redwoods, and I'm going to try to put it into human language. It didn't come to me in human language. It was a felt intuitive thing. Most of the time, that human language doesn't do justice to to what I've experienced, and I'm going to do my best. But when I walked in to the forest the first time this summer um, with Tammy, I got that high dizzy feeling even when I was writing this out. I actually had to stop and was actually just told you're just going to have to wing this because I (laughs) was getting so high. I was going back to that spiritual plane rather than staying here. And it just was like it feels so good when it happens. I can't always make it happen. And but some things, you know, like it happens amazing. I'm sure it doesn't last as long as I think it does. But when we walked in all of the Redwoods spoke up. Yeah. And, and they were chattering and they were telling me things. And it, I started to cry because there was one in particular that felt very feminine to me. I don't know which yin and yang is which. Yin is feminine. Yin. So it's very yin. She spoke to me in a way that was like my oak tree. With, and it was just so moving. And it was just like all this incredible love because I think they recognize who's not there to hurt them
1: oh sure it's just like when you go to yeah. a party and you're like "Ooh, that person's bad vibes yeah yeah
0: yeah it's totally that and there was so much chatter and by chatter I don't mean human chatter yeah <laughs> you know it was all this
1: other feeling stuff and I was just so so quiet and at one want- yeah obviously there's also something too about the United States at least that everything was raised to the ground and made new. And so to be in the presence of something so old is incredibly profound. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people take that for granted mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of ancient stuff here because colonizers came in and killed it. Yeah, And so the permanent buildings of the indigenous people and the cultures all gone. And so to, we don't have a lot of context for being around things that are that old. I know. <laughs> and sentient. But yes, that, exactly.
0: I got to one particular tree that was so, so red and so, so soft and so old. Not the oldest there, but definitely, you could tell by the size of it was definitely at least 1,000 years old. Oof. There were some there that were 1,500, and there are there a couple that they're not exactly sure. They think 2,000 to 2,000, you know, above 2,000 years old. They just, they don't know. Yeah. If you don't know, redwoods are incredibly fire resistant. Mm-hmm. So we saw some of them that were burnt. And I was like, so upset. And I was like, when did this happen? And why isn't more of the foliage? Well, they don't have on record when it happened. It happened before humans started writing things down. Mm. But the tree's still okay. Not all of them. Some They die. They do die. Sure. And some of even the younger ones die.
1: Everything does. Yeah.
0: And they're, but it's really hard for other things to live among them. But I think it's a poplar. There's some tree that has found a way to live with the redwoods. But otherwise, it's mostly ferns and that low ground foliage. And I got to this one tree and I touched it, and everybody got quiet. Everything went just quiet, that quiet about your brain that you don't hear very often. (laughs) And this tree just said, be quiet. And Tammy was so respectful. She just waited for me. And in that silence, there was so much information that I wish I could describe to all of you what it is and what it was. And I just want you to go out and experience it. There is a very old redwood tree here, if you're in Seattle, in Lincoln Park the one I visited right after. We should I, go hug it. We should go hug it. I, and I've been to see it. Take since me I've been to home. the Aspens. Take me to
1: the big Redwood. I will. And okay. they're close. They're close. We'll get lunch so, and then we'll go to the Redwood. Yeah,
0: we should do that. Here are some of the things that I got. It'll be okay <laughs> be, even when you're not here. Things change even when you're not here. <laughs> it's not what you think it is which I'm still unraveling. Mm. And again, this is human language. This is, I just, even when I said those three phrases, I'm like, it was bigger than that. That something so much deeper and bigger than us, than our politics, than even our magic, but we're part of it. And we're part of that bigger magic. And that if we can just find that, this was the biggest message I got. And this one felt like a, a hymn. Lots of them felt like no gender at all. But these in particular was just like, you have no idea what's about to happen. You have no understanding right now. And when you do, it's going to be one of the most beautiful things for everyone. And you aren't the only one receiving this information, but you are one of the people that is charged to get the information out, which means I have to translate it. And I'm spending a lot of time, not as much time as I want to, in meditating and trying to put that into human words. And the more that I get into this human language, I will share it as it comes. I thought I was going to say more. <laughs> I just can't get it all out. It was much more profound and not quite as cliché and what we already know is what I just said, which I will absolutely share them because that was one of my directives to do we'll so. Listen to, share them. We'll to share yes. them. And I so I'm working really hard on making that language real. Yeah. So as far as elements of ritual, that's a higher magic way to do it. Listen to them. Go talk to them. Hug them. Feel them. Yes, absolutely pick up those branches
1: learn what trees are native to your region yep. because a lot of us we've talked about this before mm-hmm. are plant blind yeah we are because we just by nature of where we live and where we grow, we're just plant blind i have a
0: eucalyptus in my yard everybody you do not native yeah that one over there oh do my do
1: you ever harvest
0: well i yeah
1: can i get a bundle sometime
0: a bundle of
1: eucalyptus branches to hang in my shower oh
0: so here's the thing don't do the branches. Okay. The branches are That's too high fine. up. But they do, they are done every couple of years by a professional. And they now know to leave them. They messed up last time, which is why I have all this wood chip stuff back there. I said, no, no, you were supposed to. And he goes, oh, I thought you only wanted a couple. I went, no, I want all the all branches. Give me them. And, and he goes, I thought we were supposed to wood chip them. So anyway, do harvest the bark that falls off and makes a mess every single time. So yes, I absolutely, the bark Which you can also wood chip or you can make things out of that you put candles in and stuff. I mean, it's it's and it smells good, but it's not the kind of eucalyptus that you make oil stuff that's a smaller plant.
1: The only other thing I had
0: to say about trees was Palo Santo. Oh, yes. Let's talk about Palo Santo. How do you feel about Palo Santo?
1: I think that if you can't find it ethically sourced, you shouldn't purchase it. I agree. I think if you can find it ethically sourced please do so. Yeah. But if you can't, find something else to burn. Because there are lots of substitutions. There are so many. Same thing with white sage, but we're not talking about sage today. We're talking about trees. (laughs) There are other things you can use. Yeah. Same with dragon's blood. Yes. There are other things you can use. I have a stick of Palo Santo that Mm -hmm. was a gift. Oh, nice. And because of that, I use it because I don't want it to go to waste. This person did not know better they purchased it just from a place oh okay and so it was not ethically sourced but i don't want it to be wasted Mm -hmm. and so i do occasionally use it i like to shave it down a little bit and put it in my charcoal incense burner thing Mm -hmm. but if you can't ethically source it Please don't use it. And I'm saying that not even from just like a magic practice standpoint. I'm saying that from an ecological standpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is an entirely environmentally driven directive. Please. It is so over harvested. It is is over harvested. And most people don't understand the history of it. And like I said in the last episode, go ahead and look up Catholicism and magic in South America. (laughs) Uh, just please, 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 please. The smell is incredible. We love the Mm -hmm. smell. It's incredibly powerful as a cleanser, as a protector. If you cannot ethically source it, please don't use it. Sometimes things are just scarce and you have to find substitutions. Yeah. So I use it very sparingly. (laughs) Same with Dragon's Blood. It makes it so much more special, not Mm -hmm. like, don't, you don't want to like manufacture scarcity, but like the fact that you do only have so much of it makes it, makes you have to be much more intentional about the way you use it.
0: What I love about flipping or reframing scarcity Mm -hmm. is making it sacred. Yeah. If you have something that, feel like you're going to run out of instead of feeling like a lack or scarcity it is sacred you only use it at certain times and, and
1: that's not to say that you yeah. can't use it because i also have that um, thing that a lot of people my age have which is well i can't stick that sticker to anything what if i change my mind that's permanent oh my god i can't stick <laughs> that sticker to stuff stick the sticker wear the dress drink the wine use the ingredients yeah but use color them, the crayons color with the crayons <laughs> that's but, me <laughs> but use them intentionally Mm -hmm. act with intention and if you can't find it ethically sourced don't use it have you found any no which is why i have one stick i have one stick that i have had for three years that i use so rarely and in like very special occasions of like dire need Mm mm-hmm People need help cleansing an apartment. People need help banishing uh, and just like people need help with something. That's when I'll use it. And a little goes a very long way Mm -hmm. because I can't find it ethically sourced. So I don't buy it. The best practice, I think, in my experience anyway, has been to purchase directly from indigenous companies Mm -hmm. Indigenous artisans, particularly. That's another reason why my dream of finally having squash blossom. Oh, yeah. Is on hold because I want to be able to purchase it from someone who made it as, like, and is like a native artisan. Like, I'm, when I go down to New Mexico, I always have my eyes open, but like a real actual squash blossom is like a thousand dollars whoa because if you want to get real turquoise and real silver and purchase it from a person who made it with love and care and it will benefit their community to purchase it from them it's going to cost a lot of money Mm -hmm. and i want to be able to give that and i want to be able to have this piece of that heritage with me yeah and i can wear it next to my heart, but. I can't do that ethically yet. So it is I am waiting. It's about being patient. It's about being patient. And it's about being thoughtful.
0: I have a dear friend who lives up here who's Native American and uh, from California. And he his mother used to make silver bracelets. Oh. And when she died, she hadn't sold everything. And so he gave me a couple of pieces. And they are it's special. Mainly because it's from him, but it, it's very, very cool. Yeah, this is oh. from my
1: grandpa Bill, oh, who wow. would source jewelry all wow. the time. He would go to flea markets and find.
0: She's showing me a ring. Oh, a yeah, it's a huge it. ring. Sorry, this
1: is a v- audio medium. Mm-hmm. It's a big, burly silver with a purple topaz that is losing its color because it's very old. But
0: mm. wow,
1: yeah, I my family is from New Mexico, and you may or may not have heard of a company called Ortega's mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. like a silver that's from Chimayo oh cool same place that my grandma's from oh that's awesome and so every time we go down there we go to Ortega's and every time we go to Ortega's I wish I had a million dollars but there's also a lot of other really sort of small artisan companies and all this to say if you can't ethically source it please don't use Palo Santo. Uh, if you can't ethically source it, please don't use white sage. It's over harvested and the people for whom it is sacred can no longer get access to it because of colonization. So just please don't be a colonizer. Please don't take what there isn't enough of. Just please source ethically no, as much don't. as you can. We talked about it during the chocolate episode. Ethical sourcing may means everything. Yeah. And there are substitutions. Yeah want to send up some sparks. I would love to do that. Let's do it.
0: All right. First is time. Okay, my, my spark today mm-hmm. <laughs> is Mystical Glow Candle Company, and I do believe that Kate ethically sources. She and I have talked about it before. She is from Arizona, but now she's in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, or, or not Chicago. I'm sorry. She's in Illinois. She's in Sh- Scha- Schaumburg? Is that what it's called? Schaumburg! Sch- Schum- yeah. If you go to her Instagram page and you go to her link tree, it'll say candle stuff. But she's got a new website on top of, of that. And, it, and then it says, if this is temporarily unavailable, click here for her new website. So it is M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-L-G-L-O-W-C-A. A N D L E C O dot com, and she made me a lovely, lovely heart. Well, she didn't make it for me. She just made it, and I bought it because I was the only. Because there was only one. And I want
1: everything on this uh, website.
0: I know it's a heart shaped candle that's only about an. Uh, Would you say it's an inch or two inches thick? With it's probably two inch, two inches thick. With ethically sourced amethyst that she has charged with her magical energy I buy a ton of her candles I want everything on that website I know know. it's really really beautiful (sighs) I know for a fact that she ethically sources her gems. She gets them from a small company where she used to live that owns the land where they mine the gems on their land in Arizona. And I right. am i will ask her about the Palo Santo because I know she uses that too. It's tricky. So it is. Yeah. So that's my that's my story. Oh, and it's Kate, everybody, by the way. Oh, yeah. She, Kate. she used to be called the millennial medium and she is not anymore. Now her her webs, her Instagram is the underscore K A I T Russell, Kate Russell, and because she's changing her business, she is now an astrologist, psychic, and intuitive life coach. Love it. She is. A- she's using and she's the- making hella candles. Oh my god, they're so beautiful. I want them.
1: Yeah, they're all so good. Yeah, she's on the break she right custom now. Custom ones. So she if does. you were like, "Hey, I'm working with this deity, and I would like to make a custom candle mm-hmm. for them," she can do that for you. Yeah, yeah, ah! yeah. I love that. That's mine. What about you? My spark this week <laughs> is grave Cosmetics. What? So they make highly pigmented cosmetics. uh They have a whole line of eyeliners called Funeral Proof Eyeliners. They do glitters. They do liners. They sell all kinds of really cool stuff. They have a backpack. I want this backpack so bad. It's a little leather backpack that's shaped like a coffin. Oh, my gosh. With like holographic detail. I want it so badly. <laughs> I'm going to get it for myself for Christmas. Um, but it's, they have this incredible line of cosmetics. And I found them on TikTok. And now I have subscribed to their website. (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, So if you're like looking for waterproof eyeliners, other products, check Mm -hmm. them out because their stuff is really cool and they're dropping new stuff all the time. Wow. Yeah. Some of their stuff is blacklight reactive. Oh, I love that. I
0: love stuff under the blacklight. I love it so much. I'm (laughs) so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only 70s in me that I have. (laughs) (laughs) I I really consider myself growing up in the 80s. I was, sure. yeah, because I was like 11 or whatever like that. But my childhood was through the 70s. And I don't like the 70s fashion. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. I, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. I hate it. I hate 70s fashion. There's some stuff fashion. that I should definitely
1: say in the past. But there's some stuff <laughs> yeah. I like.
0: Oh, my goodness. And I say that and I love 70s music. Sure. You know, the Eagles and all those great humans. Anyway. Yeah. So that's me. Well, Yeah hey everybody thanks for coming to this I think we will probably write up because we kind of scattered them in there what you can use for elements of ritual but I really wanted to and and Corey and I talked about this I really wanted to leave you with a big impact of higher magic not just the sympathetic magic that we all use for brooms and wands and stuff Mm -hmm. like that
1: Yeah, trees are like really great connectors I think
0: Conduits for sure.
1: Because, well, because they touch the sky and they touch the underworld. Yep. Yep. They're conduits. Also, portals. They are portals. Do you know what are so fun? Upside down trees. Have you seen those? (sighs) No, I don't. They're like in Africa or the desert or whatever. Wow. And if you just Google upside down tree, you will see them. They're so cool. I'll do that after I'm finished with my herbal school.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. Until
1: next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or
0: join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and
1: our website
0: at bonfirebabble.com.
1: If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341 Seattle, Washington 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're
0: at Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write
0: something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe.
1: We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to
0: realrentduwamish.org.